What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable Hello, Truth. and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. We are uh, glad to be here today. We have a guest, Louis Castanon, and we'll get into his story in a minute. But every every episode we do, we have an uncomfortable opening, uh, something usually pretty personal or something that's happened to us or somebody close to us. And typically I do those things, but uh, Opie's got a story today about a, being uncomfortable. I've got a small little, little story, and it's okay. pretty fresh. Okay. I'll, we want to hear it. I think you I think you do most of them because you have the most uncomfortable moments in your life. I have. Uh, I am for, fortunately unfortunate. I, I'm not so sure that you don't create those uncomfortable moments. I will tell you. <laughs> okay, so I will tell you that every one of those stories that I've ever told is true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and you've got more <laughs> i've got i've got plenty I've, we just got back from a vacation i've got some more yeah I, ne- I need to write them down but today we want to hear about yes about you being uncomfortable. so have you ever that's a lot of never out. have i ever yeah never have i ever have you ever so you're laying down your sleep our little guy is six and He's got he he's had breathing problems most of his life. So his mama has a baby monitor in his room that she will not take out. Okay, it may be in there till he's like twenty five. Hopefully well, he's hopefully he's graduating out of the house at twenty five. I don't know as much of a joy as that kid is. Maybe he just lives <laughs> with you, or he can, he can just live with me for a year and go back to your house. Whatever. Yeah, he can be home college. <laughs> yes, yes, home <laughs> college. And and so we're I'm I'm. Laying there, I don't know if I'm asleep or I'm not, or what. I didn't sleep real great last night, and all of a sudden I hear, "Mama!" <laughs> and what it's time? on the baby monitor. Okay, I it was two o'clock. It was two a.m. Oh, two oh yeah, okay. two o'clock. Wow, and it sounded like he was wide awake. Okay, you know, um, you know, she hits the button. What Owen? Come here. <laughs> So she gets up and goes in there. Yeah. I'm not I'm like, all right, I'm back to sleep. Yeah. And and she didn't come back. Okay. So I'm I'm asleep. And then I get back to sleep and all of a sudden beep beep, beep is loud. It the, the smoke detector in uh. in our room in our room on our vaulted ceiling. Oh no! Is going off, and I'm like, I mean, the very first beep, I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it scared out the of crap out of me. I was dead asleep. I jump up, can't get up there. Oh my gosh! Got to go get the ladder to uh, get. By this time, or what time is it now? I don't know. I never looked at the clock. Okay, never looked at. The it was clock. after two o'clock though. Oh, it was definitely after two. I get. I finally find a ladder tall enough to reach up there and and pull that sucker out of the ceiling. Oh, you just yanked it. I out. I yanked it out. I was so mad. Fortunately, the uh, the it yanked out where the connection wires. Okay. Are. Okay. So don't have to replace that. However, I get it off twenty minutes. You know, it took me about fifteen twenty minutes. Jeez, I am man. literally like boiling. I'm so mad. I get back in bed. I'm like, all right, back to sleep. I don't close my eyes. Beep, 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 
Beep, beep. <laughs> Alarm's going off. Oh, to my gosh. To get up gosh. in the morning. That's frustrating. I was, and and it's first day of school. Yep. You oh, know, first first day ever for for Owen. Little, for Owen, so, yeah. so Owen started kindergarten, and I, I mean, I knew my night of sleep was over, and it was very uncomfortable. Where's your Where's your headspace at right now? Because you got to be tired. I'm not in the best headspace, okay. but well, I'm suck here. It up, I'm Buttercup. here. I'm here. I have a rule: if I have to wake up in the middle of the night, either to go drink a, some water or whatever I have to do, I do not look at the time. That's good. Because I just know it could either be 1 a.m. or 5.59 a.m. Yes. And yeah. I'm not going to risk it. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm the same way, I, and I used to not be that way. But I'm, I'm that way now, and it can work really great in your favor. But in this case, it was just the opposite. Like, it must have been 5.15 mm-hmm. when I got up and fixed everything. Yeah. I got back in bed, and at 6 a.m., boom. It was all it was going off, so I might have got like another fifteen minutes of sleep. And, that's super and unfortunate. That, that's just that's just enough to make you want to, yeah. Um, you know, be mean to everybody. You're still looking, you're still looking for that REM <laughs> yes. at five o'clock. Dead gum. We yep. do not recommend yanking your smoke detectors. <laughs> that's correct. Yes. Don't Lewis do that. is a home builder, yeah, so we don't, we don't. This is against code. Yeah, we don't recommend. That. <laughs> it's hard to, to say what you would recommend it. 5.15 yeah. in the morning when you haven't slept. <laughs> so my wife told me the other day, um, she sometimes has to wake up and pee in the middle of the night, and she said, I have to to really train my mind to not start, to like almost zombie mode, go to the bathroom and get back in bed so that my mind doesn't start so I can go back to sleep. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I haven't made it to the point yet where I'm peeing in the middle of the night, but I'm sure it's coming. Um, <laughs> like you don't ever get up to go pee? Not not yet. I will. Okay, so because I go to bed pretty late, usually right. it's usually between eleven and one o'clock. Typically, I will drink. I'll usually chug some water around ten thirty or so, and then I'll have to pee about eleven thirty. I'll get up then while I'm still awake mm-hmm. instead of having a. So you time you time it out. Yeah, I try to because if I wake up now, <laughs> it's harder for me to stop my brain. Yeah, keep it from starting. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't want to start. I don't want to crank that motor up. I understand. All right, we're going to get started and talk about Lewis. Look, he's looking at me like, yeah, no, I don't know. Let's go. Okay, you want over? You want to open something prayer? Yeah. Lord, we thank you so much for bringing us here, uh, bringing us here safe and sound. We pray for all the kids that are starting back to school this week, Lord. Uh, Lord, we thank you for this platform that you've given us to. Just plant seeds to spread your word, to do some kingdom work for your kingdom. Uh, Lord, we're just so thankful for Lewis uh, for coming on and, and being our guest today. Lord, we just pray that uh, your Holy Spirit will just fill us and and uh, give us the, the right words and, and uh, just help us to have a successful morning on the podcast. And we thank you for loving us and for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well. I gotta say, it's good to be back. We've uh, our our shows have continued. Like you guys won't know that we had a break, but we've been we've been off for about two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. So it's man, it's super good to get back in here. Super good to have you today, Lewis. I think we're gonna start out and just uh, let the people know just a little bit about you. So uh, give us a, a little bit of your story, where you grew up, um, how you got to where where you are now, uh, family, whatever you want to talk about. So. 
I was actually born in Mexico, um, and we kind of what I've learned. I didn't know it as a kid, but I've learned as I got older. Uh, there's no um, middle class in Mexico. Okay, you're either poor or you're rich, and it's very hard to become wealthy and create generational wealth because that's already been going on for generations. So it's very hard to break through that. I call it a curse. So the people that have it are holding on to it so yes. tight and, and oppressing the poor 100%. to not, not allow. Okay. And so, but growing up in that environment, you know, we grew up in poverty. Um, you don't really realize that, you're being oppressed. Yeah. You know, but you also don't have the victim mentality. Okay. You just get up and get it any way you can every morning, whether it's selling pastries or going to work mm-hmm. instead of going to school. Um, and that's why, you know, I work with a lot of Hispanic people. Most of them don't have an education. They just have a third fourth grade education but most of them probably work harder than other nationalities in the united states Mm -hmm. yeah so you talk to a lot of these guys i mean i've i've been in construction i've been in road construction bridge all that stuff and um man these guys you give them a set of plans and they'll build you a bridge on loop 281 but you give them a form to fill out about their health benefits and they don't know what it says okay Hmm. you know so my dad moved uh, to Longview when he was 25. I was eight when he left Mexico, and he left my mom and my sister and I. And he left everything behind. I don't know if you can, at the age of 25, Yeah, I don't even know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not leaving my family behind. No. Know? And what was the reasoning behind him doing that? To come to America. Okay. To just kind of pave the way to... Support to support you guys mm-hmm. back in Mexico yeah. to the. I, I've always kind of wondered this: how growing up in Mexico, how is the United States viewed from somebody who is wanting to go there or has never been there? Well, so we never viewed it as really anything. The only, I mean, you would go to the stores and you would see like American products. Yeah, my little sister's name is Kimberly, and my mom named her after Kimberly Clark, which is, I think they were like hand dryers and towel dispensers. Okay, yeah. So okay. It's, it's, I mean that's so that's an that's an influence. Yeah. Its own. But we didn't have TV, we didn't have obviously social media, so we were disconnected. When you're at that level, you're disconnected from the world, right? You're, so you're not even you don't even know what's going on in your own hometown. That's cr- yeah, that's crazy. So just can't imagine. So when my dad told us that he was moving to Texas, I didn't even know where Texas was. On the, on okay, the map, okay. You know? Um, and I just I took it. So you got to think about it. Back then, you're in poverty. My dad's 25. We don't have a phone. Mm. So this man leaves, and then no communication. Yeah, how? You know. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. At that point, we just have to take his word as, hey, I'm going to come back <coughs> for you yeah, and bring you with me. Wow. Yeah. 
So, so when I did, had trust issues. So, yeah, up. I can, okay. I can imagine okay. when when he left. How do you? Rem, I mean, you were eight years old, but do you remember how long it he was gone before you first heard or got a letter or you know talked with him again? It was a while. Really, mm-hmm. it was months. I think the entire process, because we we did it the right way. You know, we paid, we got our passports. I mean, he brought us here, you know, right the right Legally. way. So it took longer yeah. and it cost <laughs> more, but we were able, you know. Yeah, you can go through to do that. You can go through other channels. You can, and a lot of people do. Yeah, did still do. Um, so to do it the right way takes a lot longer mm-hmm. and, and a lot of money. A lot, lot more have. money. Yeah, and you. Don't so have he it. came here and worked his tail off. Mm-hmm. To be able to legally bring you guys into the country. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'll forever be yeah. thankful and grateful. What a choice, though. You know, what at, a at what a choice at 25. My mom was 24 with an 8-year-old and a 1-year-old mm. in Mexico by herself. Wow. <laughs> that's, wow. That's incredible. So I've been. A choice for, you know, the choice for your dad and your mom. Yeah. Because I'm sure they made that choice together. Together, yeah. yeah. And then sometimes. I know we kind of had a conversation off air, but sometimes we don't even want to make the sacrifice of getting up at 7.30 in the morning to take our son to an 8 8.30 soccer game. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Just, yeah. just imagine. And my dad's story, I mean, he he walked the desert, you know, two days. I mean, he he went through the – he did it the wrong way so we could do it. The right way. Yeah. The right way. You know. Wow. So have you got, I mean, have you talked to your dad in length about that journey and like what his life was like and the decision that was made? My dad is, is tough. Like one of the toughest. I mean, he'll work from, he'll okay. work his butt off in construction, outside, fencing, landscaping, carpentry. But that's one of the things that he does not open up about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even years, years, years. Wow. And, I, mean, I mean, it's understandable. He'll from tell us kind of stories of what he witnessed and what he did. I know the one that he told me that kind of blew my mind was he said that they were in the desert. Um, you know, obviously it's 100 and some degrees. And they came to this little hole that it was filled with water with tadpoles. And he said that, that was to them. That was like, that's. This is where they're going to get their water for for that day because you don't know when you're going to see water okay. again when you're making that journey across yeah. the desert. And he, uh, he, I don't even know if it was real water. Or we were just imagining it, but we just know that there's water here. This is what we're going to wow. do to stay hydrated. But man, those sacrifices. Like to yeah. me, my dad is like yeah, top level up here, man. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. So y- you know that you got to y'all came straight to Longview, mm-hmm. and you started going to school here when you were. In third grade, third you grade, said? Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't speak English. I mean, I didn't know anything at all. So it was – but kind of what I was getting at was when my dad left, as an eight-year-old boy, I just kind of took the initiative to take control. Yeah. You know, like, okay, like – Man of the my house. My dad's gone now. Will yeah. I ever see him again? Probably not. That's, That's, that, that was, was going through your head. Okay. Yeah. So what do I have to do now to make sure that my mom and my sister are good? Man, you know how much do you remember about a lot? That? Okay, yeah, a lot. Well, so it's a lot of weight. I was, on I, I was, I was hustling at the age of eight. What were you doing? I stepped up. I was selling candy, empanadas, 
whatever pastries i was just okay hustling man and so what was your daily routine you woke up did you go to school at this point in mexico sometimes okay but see so even the school system in mexico is is crazy compared to the american school system um there's no cafeterias there's no it's like shift work you've got like a morning school you've got a middle day and then you've got night school because there's so many kids okay so you go to one yeah of those yeah so we would be like okay we're gonna do the one from 11 to five or whatever yeah you know that way we can get whatever we need to do that morning and then hopefully make it to school but they don't feed you like so if you don't have if you don't bring your lunch you don't eat you know there's no free lunch there's no yeah i mean yeah so it was so i've been in survival mode since the age of eight and how old are you now 36 okay so then you know when we when we came here um, when my dad sent for us, I mean, we got we got on the plane. Um, we went to. I remember I was wearing like a suit jacket. We wanted to look presentable. Yeah, you know. So is this two years later? It was about a year. A year, okay, yeah, a little over a year. So your dad worked hard. He, yeah, he really worked hard mm-hmm. quickly to get mm-hmm. because of the amount of money it cost to yeah to bring three people. Mm-hmm. So we um we I've never been on a plane i've never even seen a plane so all this technology i mean we i shared my picture of where i grew up on on my facebook page and just a small um had one room and our bathroom i remember when my dad gave us our own bathroom it was a piece of pvc pipe that was sticking up off the ground okay that's it (laughs) where'd it go to just a hole in the ground i mean from we were on an upstairs unit Uh uh-huh so i don't know he rigged it downstairs and okay. somehow he connected it to where it would just go okay but for the longest it was outside so that was that was our yeah did, did you have showers in the house we had one shower like downstairs okay it was like a like a because there was multiple families that lived there okay so it was like a like a community shower i guess okay yeah. wow and did your like extended family live near yes okay mm-hmm. yeah, y'all all nearby tell me about that culture did you guys all work together to survive how how did that work man everyone just wants to survive okay like i don't know that there's i mean obviously the hispanic community and the hispanic families are very close but you each have your own family you're responsible for okay you know so yeah um and so you know i was i've been since the age of 8 in survival mode you know and then when my dad brought us here i remember we landed Mind you, it's my mom, my sister, and I, we speak no English. We landed at DFW. Oh, my in goodness. January. Culture shock. In January. And we're coming from Mexico where it's like 90 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we land in DFW airport. It's snowing. Oh, oh God. Freezing cold. Had you ever wow. seen snow no, before? No, we've never seen. you never seen a plane, never been on a plane. Or temperature like Never seen that. Never seen snow. Yep. Like this is this is one day. Yeah. Yeah. Like where did three hours. Where did Dad bring us? <laughs> so, yeah. So then we land, and then you know you get off the plane, and everyone's just like scattering, and then we're like scattering. I don't even know that we even had suitcase. I don't even know that we packed anything. Okay. So we're at the terminal. We're in, in the airport, and we were just I don't know in my mind I'm thinking my dad's gonna be there holding a sign. Yeah. And there's thousands of people everywhere you know long story short we landed at a different terminal my dad was waiting for us at another terminal 
And we didn't see my dad. I just knew I had to pee. So we find the nearest airport bathroom. Uh, I go in, take care of business. The toilet flushes by itself. <laughs> Scare the crap. I run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone. That's good. Dude, I'm gone. I'm like. <laughs> You're going from an upstairs toilet with a pipe yes. that you probably have to pour water down every once yeah. in a while. Four hours before, I'm doing that. And then now when I'm in America <laughs> with the self-flushing wow. toilet. Man, that is not <laughs> that, that is really a great st- I mean, just just imagining that, going from that, um, what a what a culture shock. Yeah. You know, what a uh life changing <laughs> just just a toilet. You just know? a toilet. You know. Were there uh, TVs in the airport when yeah. you got in no, there? The doors open by themselves. Yeah. Well you like I mean as a Crazy. kid. It's like, this is magic. It's like coming to America, the Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, right. this whole place is magic. Yeah. So then, you know, we, all that goes down. We can't find my dad. We're just walking. Next thing you know, we walk through the doors. You're, we're outside of the airport on the, I guess on the American side now because we've gone, gone through customs yeah, and all that. Okay. We can't go back in. I mean, we're in now. Like, we're yeah. outside. Um. So my mom was like, we don't know where your dad is. We don't have a way to get a hold of him. We don't have phones. We don't have a phone number. We just had, my mom had had an address written on a piece of paper okay. where we needed to go. So <laughs> you get a taxi. Yeah, let's get a taxi. We get in a taxi. My mom gives the guy the address. He was like, oh, yeah, I'll take you. We're like, sweet. But there's no, I mean, there's the... You saw, the, you saw the head nod. Yeah. That was he, it. I was like, okay, he knows where we're at. It's yeah. around the corner. Yeah. We're gone in a, in a taxi. Mind you, we're coming to Longview from DFW. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I know. Wow. So he was going to drive you all the way. Yeah, he, he was happy. <laughs> yeah, he was very he happy. He was going to make a lot, of, a lot of money. Yeah. So we're we're in the back of a taxi, and we're like, yeah, we're fixing to go see Dad, and blah, 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 and we're still around the corner in 10 minutes. I don't know. We've never asked him what time. Yeah. How long does it take? Nothing. We're just glad, right? 30 minutes go by, and we're like, okay. 45 minutes. An hour. I'm like, okay, what is really going on? We can't talk to this guy. I mean, we don't know anything. Right. What do we tell him? Goodness gracious. So we're just, at this point, we're like, okay, we're in panic mode. We're in the back of a taxi in Texas. And it's been an hour and a half. We have not reached our destination. We're like, this guy's taking us. Back to Mexico. Because we were hearing stories about kidnapping. Yeah, like, right. Whenever we're the, we know Mexico is the worst at kidnapping. Right. We were hearing stories about, oh, don't go to America because they're going to kidnap you and sell okay. you. And, you know, that was one of the things we're asking. Yeah. So. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That they, the propaganda. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. To keep you from. Keep you oppressed. Yeah. Yeah. So then two hours, two and a half hours later, man, we finally make it to my uncle's house. And I mean, my dad's still waiting for us at the airport. Oh, no. So my dad's calling like every 10 minutes, calling the house. Have you heard anything? And then finally, my uncle's like, yeah, they're here. Well, then it was time to pay the wow. taxi guy. <laughs> Do you remember the how much the bill was? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Did y'all have it? Do you remember if I you had it? I just remember there was like a bunch of people that came together, okay. <laughs> pulling out their wallets. Okay, like <laughs> dollar bills <laughs> just like flying everywhere. Everyone was just from the neighborhood pitching in. That's like, awesome. Hey. And then like, they paid the guy and he left. But I took that wow. same hustler's mentality, man. That that survival mode, and instead of instead of like turning from it, 
you know, I, I saw it like I'm in. I mean, mind you, at this point, I'm probably nine by now. Mm-hmm. I, I see it as okay, like this is the land of opportunity. I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a hustler. Yeah, yeah. Like, so do you ever? It seemed to me, it seems like in your story that you never felt like you were a victim. Did did you did you go through bouts of that, or did you were you always like, hey, I. I gotta go. I gotta like this is real. I gotta support my family. Did you yeah. ever go through any kind of victim mentality and, and come out of it, or were you always just yeah? Let's roll. Man, I don't even think I even had time to think. Okay, because you know when you when you grow up like that, you live your life day by day. Mm-hmm. You don't go to the grocery store because I just went to Mexico in December after twenty seven years. I went to see my family. You don't. And I realized a lot of things like you don't go to the grocery store like you do here and get mm-hmm. groceries for the week and do your meal prepping and all that. No, you just you buy what you're going to eat that day Kay. for lunch and then you buy you usually buy what you're going to eat for dinner. If you have if money. you have it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't keep your fridge stocked. I don't then even know that we had a fridge. OK. To be honest. So every day you just you you go to the market or mm-hmm. or. The nearest corner store. Yeah. How far is the corner store or the market? They're all within you? walking distance. Okay. Mm-hmm. And no vehicles for you guys? You don't no. have anything? No, there's I mean, motorized. public transportation. Okay. But that's about it, yeah. Man. So then I took that survival mode, that, that mentality, you know, and then now it's like amplified. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm like, okay, there's potential here. You've got, you've got resources here. Yeah. 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 So then I started getting in trouble at a, very young age because of that mentality okay because of that cycle that i wasn't able to break yeah you know so then it turned into um just going to the store and buying snicker bars and twix and m&ms and i was paying back then i think they were like 25 cents Mm -hmm. and then i'll keep on my backpack and then like I'll see the white kids at school. Like school <laughs> yeah. was an opportunity yeah, with dude. a bunch of people to sell stuff. Yeah, and I'll wow. be like, man, I got Snickers bars 50 cents. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Captain Market. 50 cents, man. I'm like m- doubling my money. What a deal. My mom won't let me have those. I don't even speak English. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I opened my backpack. What do you want? I got it. <laughs> and then they started putting in requests. Hey, bring, start bringing yeah, I got you, bro. Yeah, because, you know, the mom wouldn't, yeah, mom couldn't, won't get, I can't have chocolate. I get too hyper. Yeah, were, you, were your um, <laughs> parent were your parents? I love it. Wanting to know where you were getting money, you know, were they were they at? Were you giving your parents some of that money? Yeah, or, we yeah, yeah we we um because this is all after you got here. Yeah, yeah. At this point, you know, we're we're living in my uncle's in my uncle's house. We we're sleeping, I think, in the kitchen. We had like a mattress in the kitchen, and yeah, I mean, I was just my dad would give me. Five dollars for lunch, and I wasn't eating lunch. I was just going and okay. investing it, turning that money. That's awesome. <laughs> when you were nine and ten, that's years old. awesome. Nine and 10. All right, so hey, we're gonna Very we're gonna cool. cut this episode off right here. We're gonna jump back in, okay? Right uh, at the same point or wherever you want to go from there. Super cool story, Lewis. Man, uh, what uh, what a blessing that we have. It helps us be appreciative and grateful for the blessing that we have to live in the United States. It's it's a reminder that that's this stuff ain't normal what we have here uh appreciate you guys joining us today uh watch the next episode for the rest of lewis uh like share subscribe uh send this out to people um help us reach more people for jesus go out and kick the day in the face and we'll catch you on the next one